what is up welcome back to another brand new episode of a brutal horror behind the bruise so what is going on the weekend is almost here we are in thursday now and i mean for people that work a normal monday through friday having the weekend almost here thumbs up but for people like me who work all weekend yeah i mean i can't really have anything to be excited for except for doing this so, um, but no, I, I seriously hope everybody is having an awesome week. Um, we only have about two more full weeks until Christmas. So yeah, um, actually two weeks from now, this time I will be down in Virginia for about two weeks. So I am looking forward to that. It's going to be an interesting thing to see how everything goes with having Newt, my cat, in the car for six hours since she hasn't been in the car since bringing her home from the um, the shelter. So we will see how that goes. Thankfully, I'm planning on doing the drive during the night, so I will hopefully not have to deal with any traffic or anything like that because I feel like if she doesn't do well in the car, that is just going to make it even more of a mess and even more, you know, frustrating. So, and, you know, with being a responsible pet owner, at least trying to be like, I'm not going to be blasting music if, you know, she's being loud because animals ears are more sensitive than ours. And so like anytime I have an animal or a pet in, you know, in my car, if I'm listening to music, I always keep it on a Kind of a lower volume because like I said I know that their hearing is much more intense and the last thing I want to do is hurt their ears so it's like I said it's going to be an interesting time and you know we'll see how it goes because then depending on things on the way back there might be another cat with me so two cats on the drive home we will see um yeah Possible spoiler alert. I mean, for anybody who knows anything about my actual like personal life that doesn't just know me from listening to this, who follows me on social media and all that fun stuff or actually talks to me. Yeah, I'm, I might be getting another cat. So um, we will see this one. If I do actually take her will be even younger than Newt. This cat is a kitten. So um, yeah, we'll see lot to determine and think about so but at least I am excited that my car should be in really good running shape I've put about uh, after today it'll be probably about a thousand dollars that I put in my car in the last two weeks three weeks so um, hopefully after today everything will be good to go I just dropped it off this morning to have the spark plugs changed and an air filter change and an oil change 
So um, I just had some repairs done as well. You know, my uh, my car was making like this really annoying sound. And almost like if you're if you hear like one of those old time like tractor engines or something like that, if you go to like a county fair, that little like putt putt sound, my engine was doing that. And it took a couple tries for the shop to actually figure out what it was. So I guess, you know, cars are still an enigma at times, but they've, you know, replaced the the drive belt, which helped with some things because they found that the um, the tensioner was loose on my drive belt. So they replaced the drive belt and the tensioner. The noise was still there. And so I took it back and they thought it was a timing chain and they started, you know, kind of tinkering around and found that it was actually the alternator. So it's a little bit, you know, helped save a little bit because if I had to change the timing chain, it would have been a thousand bucks on its own. So an alternator was like 400 bucks for, for parts and labor. So I'm, you know, I'm not complaining. My car is actually running, I think better right now than it has in the two years that I've owned it. So, um, but my car is a beast. I have to give it that. Like my car is just, I have put it through so much shit in the last two years, East coast driving trips and, driving down to Alabama last year and then when living in Virginia and driving up to see friends in Jersey and Philly and, you know, vice versa, driving down to Virginia a few times since I moved up here for the holidays and, you know, my uh, the relationship that I was in at the time. So, yeah, so I've, I've driven, um, I've driven a bit. So and the car is pushing through and it is more or less also telling the Philly streets, which suck, but it is pretty much telling them, fuck you. So I can't help but love the little toaster, even though it's, you know, as my mom once said, my car was ugly as shit, but eh, it's a trooper. So, but anyway, in the vein of the, the podcast, Right now, I am drinking from Bones Coffee. I am drinking their From Dusk Till Donuts, their jelly donut-inspired coffee, which is it's actually pretty good. So I got my, my coffee bean grinder and my French press, and you know I finally got my coffee on Tuesday. So let me just tell you, that I am never going back to pre-ground coffee unless I am getting coffee, you know, at Wawa or if I'm drinking coffee at work. But other than that, yeah, I don't know how I went, you know, almost 40 years with, well, not really 40 years because I didn't really start drinking coffee until I was in my 20s. So, but perhaps that would be a story for, you know, Another time, my introduction to actually drinking caffeine and all that fun stuff. But I thought about doing that today, but I'm going to actually go with what I plan on talking about last week. So, but yeah, um, yeah, whole bean coffee. Oh my gosh, like so much more flavor. It is just incredible. And I don't know how I went so long 
without, you know, without buying whole bean. But then again, you know, for years, my at home coffee was done through Keurig's and things of that nature. And then for the last year, I had a pour over coffee thing. I mean, I still have it, but I don't think I'm going to use it anymore because like I said, this is kind of a, a game changer. Plus, I think for pour over coffee, I need actual better equipment because the one I have is like a plastic um, strainer and all that stuff. So, yeah, probably probably not going to use that one too much more, especially since like I said, French press. Yeah, it's easy and just makes a delicious cup of coffee. But yeah, I got their from Bones. I got the the jelly donut one and then I got their cranberry creme brulee, which is their one of their nightmare before Christmas coffees. So um, I've, I've had both of them now and I definitely have to say, I think the cranberry creme brulee, even though I don't really get the the cranberry flavor in that one is a more well-rounded coffee. I think in my opinion, like the flavor is just fantastic. I actually think that once I finish this coffee, I'm going to make a thing of the cranberry one and just indulge in some caffeine today since I had a couple beers last night and I think today it'll be like mostly just a, a coffee kind of day and water and all that fun stuff. But, and then I was pointed out from a good friend. She showed me this um, horror themed coffee. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I want to say it's called like Dark Sled or something like that. But yeah, all their coffees are like horror movies. Like they do like a Nightmare on Elm Street coffee, um, Friday the 13th. They do like Bill Mosley coffees, uh, a Beetlejuice one. Like it's it's nothing but horror themed stuff. And they actually did a, um, what is it? Uh, Dead by Daylight coffee and tea, I think. Yeah, like a tea. So... I might have to actually get that one to take with me to Virginia since my brothers and you know, they all play Dead by Daylight. I don't play it that much because I suck at it. So I just, it's just not as, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at computer games. Or maybe they've just been playing so long that they're infinitely better. And so anytime that I play, I just, I never really know what I'm doing. And I just, die all the time or if I'm playing as the killer I can never catch anybody unless they let me catch them so yeah um, but anyway so speaking of horror stuff um, I've since Monday Monday's episode I haven't really watched anything so I can't really say like what I'm watching right now um, I, I mean I watched a couple random comedy movies like I watched good boys the other night because that just showed up on netflix and i haven't seen that one in a couple years and the movie's just hilarious i mean when you have you know 12 year olds just running around pretty much reenacting super bad but in a more like tween setting um it's i mean it's definitely not a kids movie for anybody who has not seen it so yeah, definitely not a movie to let your 
tween watch because <laughs> it is like definitely for an older audience. But yeah, I mean, I really haven't watched, you know, too much of anything. Um, and then music, it's just right now I'm listening to albums that were that I either haven't given a chance to yet because I kind of forgot about them. Like last night for the first time I listened to the new Boys Like Girls album just to see how it is. It is really, really good. Um, it's very similar to... It reminds me of the band Camino's new album, like it very much so. But I mean, I feel like the songwriting on Boys Like Girls is more, you know, it's slightly better, I guess you could say, just because to the, I know the singer after the band kind of went on hiatus or took it like when they took their time apart, he started doing like songwriting and producing for like big names. And I think he's even like helped out with like some country stuff and all that. And, but I know he's like worked with like Taylor Swift and, and artists like that. So yeah. Um, so I think he definitely has more of a, of a handle on songwriting. So, but yeah, I'm just trying to get my, my top albums in line for, for the end of the year, because you know, I try to keep it at, at 10, even though there's, you know, more than 10 great albums. But when I make my list, I like to keep it at 10. And so I'm just kind of going through everything now just to kind of fine tune things, even though I had pretty much my album of the year already picked. It was, it was set in stone. And then last week, Code 7 put out their first album in 20 years. And it just fucking blew my mind and after a couple listens it just jumped right into that number one spot so yeah there you go i mean you guys get it first well i've told some people already (laughs) told about the album but yeah the new code seven album is my album of the year uh, without a doubt that is i don't think anything's going to top that unless something crazy comes out in the next two weeks, but I highly doubt that. So yeah, code seven. If you haven't listened to their new album, it is, it's fantastic. There's, there's just so much to it and it's crazy. Like the way to describe it, I guess would be if nine inch nails, the deer hunter and code seven, just all kind of had a baby. I guess you could say it's for a band coming back after 20 years of, you know, the last album they did was, a was it dancing echoes, dead sounds. Um, but yeah, it's to come back after that album, which was 2004 and just have an album that's just so deep, just so impressive and just so much going on but not too much that it just kind of takes you away. Like it's not a between the Barry and me album. You're not getting like a ton of different, you know, different time changes and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's definitely check it out. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, and it's crazy that I think most of my top 10 albums this year, which is 
as I get older, I'm finding that I still love heavy music. I mean, I'm always going to check out new like heavy albums and things like that and go see heavy bands. But I feel like when it comes to overall, like what I listen to and what I appreciate, like I'm more into like easier listening kind of stuff, I guess. Um, like I think really like the only heavy albums that kind of stood out to me so far this year was um, the new Beartooth album, which was on my Spotify wrapped and the new Svalbard album. Like other than that, the albums I really have been listening to, especially over, you know, a while is like either like pop or pop punk. So, which is just, you know, crazy, but yeah, I mean, we all kind of have our taste change and things like that. I mean, that's what happened with bring me the horizon, you know, and hundredth, you know, they kind of just wanted to make music that kind of fit what they were feeling. I know a lot of people give bring me the horizon shit for the direction they went, but I think that, you know, um, album with spirit was that the album name i can't remember but yeah like that album i think is probably one of the best things they've ever done and i mean it's it's a complete change from what they started out as and but i mean if you listen to or read any interviews you know they got older and kind of just stopped listening to like, they don't listen to heavy music as much. And I mean, their keyboard player, he even says like, he listens to like, you know, like his wife, like makes fun of him for listening to more Justin Bieber than she does. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know, like as I get older, I, I just, I don't, I don't want somebody screaming at me through my speakers all the time. Like I just, I want something fun something easy listening something i can relax to dance to like so but i mean the heavy music's always going to be there but i don't know i just i don't gravitate towards listening to heavy albums on repeat as i used to so um just you know it takes a rare one here and there like svalbard this year or beartooth that kind of you know stick with me and I think the Beartooth one only stuck with me because I think like the songwriting is more poppy on this one. And just the the lyrics are just, you know, deep. And it's like one of those therapeutic albums for me. So I think that that's why that one is up there. But um, shit, <laughs> I'm like looking at the recording and seeing how like where I'm at. And like I'm already at almost 20 minutes, so. Um, this one's probably going to be a little bit of a long episode then because I want to kind of go into, you know, um, what I wanted to talk about last week, which is since the podcast is called, you know, A Brutal Horror, and basically anybody who hears that before they even really, you know, ask what, you know, it's about or anything like that, you know, anytime somebody hears brew, feel like you know they think beer so yes that is kind of where it kind of started and where like the main focus was because I've been a avid fan of the craft beer scene for a while now and it's crazy like if 
know, thinking back to my my journey, I guess, where like just even starting to drink beer, it's like it's crazy. So like I didn't actually really like I didn't start drinking until I was of legal age. <laughs> like I didn't go to parties when I was in high school. Um my mom was very overprotective. So there was no high school parties and things like that because, you know, she was like one of those, well, if you're going to go to a party, I need to know that there's an adult there and I need to know like this, that, the other thing, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I didn't have the get in trouble, like, you know, go crazy high school um, experience that you see in movies or, you know, even, I mean, because that's kind of the only place that I ever actually experienced that was through movies. So, but yeah, I didn't, you know, so, um, I mean, I would have like sips of beer here and there and it was always funny because growing up watching the Simpsons and Homer would always go to Moe's and he would always have beer and you see it's like in the, the glass and it's like the frothy top. And for whatever reason, like I always thought that beer was going to like kind of taste sweet, I guess, like. And then, um, like, the beer that my dad and my stepdad would always drink is, like, you know, Miller Light, Bud Light. Like, just, in my opinion nowadays, you know, water beer. <laughs> but, and just, you know, so we would get, like, sips here and there. And it just never, you know, stuck. And I was always like, why do people drink this? So, yeah, so I didn't drink until you know I was older and then when I was in you know high school I remember there was a kid that you know would come in and sit with my group at our lunch table every day because I went to like a weird school where people would come for like half a day if they weren't in the academic program that I was in or the the ones that they had um, at the school because I went to like a vote, they had my program um, in a vocational school. So it, like I said, it was weird, but, but so kids from other schools would come for like half a day and learn, you know, things like mechanics or welding or um, CAD, which is, I think was like computer assisted design and drawing, things like that. So people would come in and learn different, you know, crafts, um, things like that. So, but this one kid would come in and he would always have, I don't know if anybody remembers them because they don't make them anymore. At least I don't see them anywhere, but, um, Snapple used to make these element drinks. There was like rain and there was, you know, like sunshine or some shit, but, and, um, if you remember these, you're probably old because like I said, I don't think they've made them in at least 10 years, at least to my knowledge. But so he would always come in with the, the rain one. And for anybody who remembers it, it was clear. It, it looked, it looked like water. And I think it was supposed to be like cactus juice or something like that. But, um, but yeah, so he would come in and he would always have a bottle of the rain. And he was like, he would always, you know, clutch it close to him and kind of like sit there with it in his arms. And I remember one day I was like, what do you have in there? And 
he like handed it to me and I took a sip and I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's ever clear. <laughs> so yeah, that was like my first taste of hard liquor or one of my first tastes actually like, yeah, it's, um, I had, you know, a couple little like experiences, nothing like, you know, at one point at, at when I was like a teenager, I went to a wedding and drank a screwdriver and it was mostly orange juice, but you know, it was a wedding. I was there with my, my family. So, you know, um, my mom, like, found out I was drinking it, and, like, her, I remember her reaction was like, ew, vodka and orange juice, and, you know, but like I said, we were, I was, like, 16, something like that, 16, 17, and I was around my parents, so, you know, I wasn't getting in trouble or anything like that, but, um, but, yeah, but the, after, after that, you know, incident with, you know, the Everclear and stuff like that, like, I just never really really drank and when I got out of high school and you know became an adult when I was like 21 I started going to parties um and I still didn't drink like I would kind of just go and hang out and um it really wasn't you know much of anything I mean I always had you know the friends would be like oh man come on you should drink and you know typical early twenties, you know, party lifestyle, but I just never did. And then I remember, um, I went through like a really bad breakup when I was, when I was 21 and I went to a party and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get drunk. And so I told my friend, the one who was always like trying to get me to drink at the party, I was like, Hey, I like, Come to the party. He's like, I'm getting drunk. I was like, I'm going to go to the liquor store and get some stuff. And so I went and I bought this stuff. It was called 99 Berries, which I think was flavored vodka. Um, and so I got that. I texted my friend. Did I text him? I don't know. I'm, I may have caught him. Pretty sure I had a cell phone at the, yeah. We had like the old school, like, yeah, I had a cell phone at 21. Um, it was like one of those, you know, old phones that all you could do was text because, you know, technology wasn't quite there yet. But, um, but yeah, so I got that and my friend was like, all right, get something like to mix it with. And so I went to Wawa and I got like the Wawa fruit punch. And so I showed up at the party and, you know, I walk in and my friend is like, okay, awesome. He's like, all right. Um, he's like, dump out some of the juice and pour the alcohol in. So I, um, so I did that and, you know, I poured out like a little bit of the juice and poured that. So it wasn't really much alcohol. He's like, no, give it to me. And he dumped out probably three fourths of the, the fruit punch and then just dumped the alcohol in there and he gave it to me. He's like, here, okay, you're good to go. So he handed it to me and I tasted it. I was like, Oh man, it's like, it burns. It doesn't taste good. He's like, just chug it. He's like, you're not supposed to taste it. So 
I chugged it. I didn't chug all of it because I probably would have like had a really, really bad night. But yeah, needless to say, I got drunk. It was my first time. It was a mess, but that was, yeah, my first time like really drinking. So, but I just couldn't, you know, do beer at parties. Everybody was, you know, drinking beer and stuff like that. And after that, you know, that party and I was actually like now, like I was now drinking. So my friend and I would go to a local dive bar and, you know, his ritual was always shot of Jaeger and a beer, shot of Jaeger and a beer. And like I said, I didn't do beer. So I was doing these, um, these like alcoholic energy drinks. Um, I think they were called sparks. I think that's what they were called, but, and I don't think they make sparks anymore, but yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was the ritual. Like that was, you know, we would go to the dive bar and that was Shadi Jaeger and, you know, drink of choice. And then, yeah. Um, also, I should probably mention, <laughs> I can't do shots. Like, I can't. Um, just for whatever reason, they just, I don't know, my, I can't just take one and, yeah. Um, Usually it ends up with me either throwing up or gagging, whatever. So, yeah, I don't do shots. Um, and that's that's pretty much why, because I can't. <laughs> so, um, but I remember, so my getting into beer, I was really big into this band called Lygia. And they were playing at like a, I think a bike shop in Delaware. And a friend of mine and I went and it was, it was a ridiculous show. Like they were playing with a bunch of these like Swedish metal wannabe bands and they were the only like hardcore band because at the time they had just put out bad news. So if you've ever listened to Lygia and listened to bad news, it's a very um, more hardcore style album instead of their album before that your which was called I believe uh, your gift your ghost is a gift which was more of like a metalcore like Boston metalcore album and so yeah so at the show I remember I ended up like hanging out with the dudes afterwards you know just kind of shooting the shit and they were drinking the whole time that they were playing and their guitar player gives me a beer he's like you want it I'm like yeah because you know when you're 24, I think I was at the time, and you're trying to be cool with a band, and they offer you a beer, yeah, you mean, you drink the beer. So it ended up being a natural ice or a natural light. Either way, it was a natural. So, um, And I drank it, and I was like, you know what? Like, this really isn't that bad. And so I remember, like, I drank the beer and I remember, like, texting my friend, the same one that, you know, got me drunk and that we would go to the dive bar, that I would go to the dive bar with. I remember texting him, I was like, hey, I, I drank, like, I drank beer. And he's like, what'd you drink? And I was like, natural light. He's like, oh, why? 
and you know, I told him the story, but and uh, I went to a party not too long afterwards and ended up taking like a like a six pack or whatever of like Bud Light, maybe. And I remember like walking in and everyone was like, oh shit, Corey's drinking beer, and you know, so yeah, started off you know with that kind of stuff and just kind of like. I guess moved up and like, I remember it was like these, these tier levels that I couldn't really, you know, do at first. So I remember like the first time that I had Yingling when I was first started drinking beer and I, it was just, it was too much for me. I couldn't do Yingling. And I remember, I remember I went on a date once with this girl and we went to this spot in Philly and like we, you know, we had some beers and at the time I think I was drinking, like I was still, I was able to drink stuff like my go-tos were like Lion Kugels, Barry Weiss and stuff like that. So still, still on the lighter side and kind of dipping into the, the fruit flavored beers. But, um, yeah, I remember I ordered a Guinness cause I was like, Hey, everybody drinks Guinness, you know, like I've heard so much about it. Like, let me try Guinness. And, you know, they bring it out and sit in front of me and it's this, you know, black colored beer. And I'm like, oh shit, like, I hope this is good. And I'm sitting there like trying to drink it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> like the, the girl is like sitting there just like watching me try to drink this beer. And she's like, hey, she's like, I'll drink that if you're not going to. And I was like. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I want to be able to. Um, needless to say, there was not a second date. <laughs> and um, that could have been because of the fact that I couldn't drink a Guinness. Who knows? But um, but no, and like I remember like the first time I was able to drink Yingling, um, my friend, his parents threw a party for him for his 30th birthday and they had a keg with yingling and i remember because that was like the only beer there so i ended up drinking yingling and i was like oh okay so i developed a taste for that and but yeah it just became this like kind of like tier level thing and it wasn't until i was maybe in my late 20s that I actually was even able to start drinking stuff like stouts and things like that because I would I forget how I even like you know got into that kind of stuff um I mean I would I would just meet people that would kind of introduce me to more of a craft beer selection um like I I dated this girl like very briefly like we went on like a couple dates and hung out like here and there, and I think it was like 26, 27, and, you know, like, she introduced me to, um, was it Flying Dog, like, their stuff, and, you know, and then uh, when I was, like, uh, 29, no, 28, I was, I dated this girl that I ended up moving to PA for, and not far from her apartment was this bottle shop. And you could do like, you know, a, you know, 
a bottle or a can of each beer. Like you didn't have to buy a whole four pack or a whole six pack, whatever you could buy a single can or bottle, which at that time in PA was, you know, a very rare thing because yeah, for a while, like, I don't even know if there might still be places that require this, but in most places like beer is like a wholesale thing. You have to buy like a case. Cause I remember when I first moved, um, on my own after she and I broke up and I went to a beer place pretty much like right across the street from where I was living. And I tried to get a, like a six pack of a second amendment beer. And, um, was it second amendment, like 21st amendment, whatever. Um, I remember trying to get like a, like a, a six pack and they were like, you, you have to buy like a case. I'm like, wait, what? And it was like, that just kind of like blew my mind. So, and I was 29 at that, at that time. So, but, um, but yeah, so like just trying different things and that's kind of how I expanded, I guess, and found, you know, the flavors and the styles that I like and things of that nature. But, um, and then it wasn't until I was in my early thirties that I found that you could actually go to breweries. But then again, I think, you know, the whole being able to go and hang out at a brewery thing has been kind of a something only in maybe like the last like 10 years or so. But yeah, I remember the first time I went to a brewery, which I think it was Forgotten Boardwalk maybe. And the girl that I was dating at that time, uh, like we had like moved in together and stuff like that. And I remember she took me to a brewery and I was like, wait, you can actually go to like places that make beer and hang out and drink beer. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't know that. I'm like, no, I didn't. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how, you know, my whole, experience of getting into drinking and then like beer um you know and beer is just like it's my go-to and I'm still discovering things I mean I've kind of now gotten to the point where I know what I like what I don't like I mean I I don't like Belgian styles I just I've tried to it just I can't do them um just something about the the spices and the flavorings like it just it's just not for me. And, you know, even though like my friend Andy, like, you know, he loves Belgian styles, you know, and, but yeah, they're just not, you know, not my thing. Um, and then it took me like a long time to actually even get into barrel aged stouts. So, I mean, that is something that has only been maybe in the last two years that I've actually developed a taste for, because for the most part, especially with some of you know, some of the other breweries, um, like shit, like double nickel over in Jersey. I remember tried to have their, they did a, a beer aged in Buffalo trace barrels. And I remember it was like one of the worst beers I ever had, but because like the, the liquor, like the alcohol taste was just so strong. Like you tasted that like liquor flavor, that whiskey more than the, the beer. So, but, um, but yeah, like 
So, yeah, barrel aged stouts now are just like a, you know, there's something that I actually really enjoy now, especially if they're done right and flavorful. They just chef's kiss. So, but, um, but yeah, so beer will always be like a go-to for me. Like, like I said, I, I can't do hard liquor. I don't even really search it out. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it if somebody makes me a drink or, you know, whatnot. Like I'm not against it. I'm not against drinking alcoholic beverages that aren't beer, but beer is just, you know, I find more flavor and things in beer and you can do, I feel so much more with, with beer than, you know, I mean, yeah, you're going to get like flavored, you know, vodkas, flavored like liquors and things like that. But I don't know, like these days when it comes to, I think with beer, like it's just, you can do so much as I go, Hey, like I want to throw, you know, this in there and see what it does. I mean, there's beers that are made with, you know, bacon in them and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a, the story of my, my journey into how I became a fan of beers, I guess. And, you know, why I kind of wanted to discuss, you know, things like brews and, you know, um, so yeah, there's, there's that, who knows, maybe, uh, maybe next week I will do my journey into coffee, which will be definitely (laughs) a much shorter story. So I, like I said, I, I try to keep these episodes like on the shorter side, but sometimes if I have, you know, stories and things, I, you know, I can't just do them in 30 minutes. So hopefully you guys appreciate some longer episodes here and there. Cause like I said, especially when I have, you know, guests with me, I'm not, I'm not going to try to like push things down to 30 minutes. Cause that would just seem like, uh, like that would just seem unfair to, you know, everything because it would be like having to speed talk and leave stuff out. So, um, yeah. So from time to time, you are going to get longer episodes and then, you know, plus two with these behind the bruise episodes, you know, who knows? I mean, not as many people may listen to the, to these ones as the, the Monday episodes. So, um, if you're one of the ones listening and you listen to these episodes and you like the longer episodes, let me know. And maybe I'll try to help you know, push them past the 30 minute mark. If I do that, I would just have to get some better recording software because doing this through Spotify only allows me to do 30 minutes at a time. So like for this one, I had to stop it at one point and then start it again because it would only let me record for 30 minutes. So, but yeah, so honestly, that's something for, for you. I mean, like I said, if you listen to the episode, reach out. I mean, if you know me personally, send me a text, send me something through social media, say, Hey, I listened to the episode. I actually like when you have the longer episodes from time to time. So do them not all the time, but from time to time, because I like it. Plus two, it's like kind of mind blowing for me to 
realize that I can talk past 30 minutes about stuff and be consistent. So, I mean, I know that I say things like, mm, and so, and things of that nature quite often, but I feel like I'm actually getting a little bit better with flowing easier. So just my opinion, I may be completely fucking wrong, <laughs> but that is going to be it for me. Like I said, you now know my journey into the delicious land of brews. So, well, of beer brews. And you also got the story of the first time I got drunk. So, although I'd left quite a bit of things out of that because that is one of those nights where, you know, the first time you get drunk, you remember it. And yeah, it was, it was definitely crazy, even though I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that is a story that's going to just stay with me and the people who were there to witness things and other things that I've done in times when I was drunk. So those stories will only be shared, you know, interpersonally with people, not through this. So <laughs> I'm sorry if you're looking for fun, you know, or interesting stories about my my crazy times when inebriated. But yeah, sorry, you're not going to get them on here. So, um, but yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend and everything. And I will talk to you all later.